0: Everybody. welcome to the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I am your host Heath Mullican, and this is—I think this has become an annual tradition. Of course, 2020 through all the traditions out the window, but I am joined by Robert Truesdale, aka Redbeard. It's that time of year to announce the finalists for the 2020 Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. Uh, Redbeard, how you doing, man? Keith, I'm
1: doing great. I'm joining you this evening via the power of the internet from my couch. I'm flanked by my best dog, Roddy Boy here, so I am ready to talk some wrestling with you as we do here. As you said, just about once a year, it's a great tradition, and I thank you once again for the opportunity to be on the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's, you know, for people, you know, there's going to be be people listening who know what the deal is. There's going to be people who who've never heard of these awards. So give us the condensed history of uh what we call the cpwas we have
1: a lineage that goes back to some other awards that were popular in the region but our particular set of awards um this will be the sixth year started in 2015 and have been getting bigger and bolder ever since then in terms of our scope and also the number of people that we're able to reach um, we're very happy to be able to continue this annual tradition here and in celebrating independent professional wrestling in the carolinas got a very uh, diverse group this year. Some things were different this year than we've done in the past. Typically, we have a panel that helps us decide things like the nominees and whatnot. This year, by virtue of everything that's been affected by COVID and just the fact that people weren't able to regularly attend shows and whatnot, we decided to, I say we, uh, should be I, uh, decided to do something that I've said in the past that we would never do, and that was to rely on public voting for the sake of nominations and also to determine our winners. So we are in totally uncharted territory here this year, uh, but it's it's been an adventure, and I'm looking forward to seeing how things
0: break down here. Well, I am looking at this list, and there are way more finalists than we're accustomed to. You mentioned now in the past, you have done nominations via Facebook, but all the voting for once the finalists are determined, all the voting has been done by the panel. Now there's always. Controversy. So can you can you and i and I've tried to explain this to people. Can you explain the people to people how you get from nominations to the finalists? There is a gotcha. formula you use. It's not rocket science, but can you kind of explain that to everybody?
1: Absolutely. Well another one of the changes we, we enacted this year was normally we try and go for like just top three in terms of every category. Well, by virtue of things being different this year, I said, okay, well, let's do top eight, just to be sure that we have as much inclusion as possible. And what we do is we take the total number of nominations. That's everybody included. there, like a total count of the actual nominations themselves per category. And then we divide that by the nominee count. Um, And that gives us sort of a, or excuse me, the actual nominations, each uh, talent received. Yeah, That's the ratio that we work off of there. So it's it's kind of like the batting average if you're familiar with baseball. Same concept
0: there. Right. So we have a lot of nominations. And, again, fans, you get to decide this year. You need to go on Facebook, the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. You need to join the group. Uh, these are going to be posted, and you can vote. When, when will the voting run before we get started?
1: Voting, so long as I don't have any technical issues, voting should begin – uh, tomorrow morning, which is uh, January 4th, I believe it'll run for one solid week, seven days. And at that point in time, we will close the polls, barring any uh, ties that'll be when we have our winners at that point in time.
0: And, if, and the way that Facebook polls were, people will be able, like it won't have to be like some grand announcement. People will be able to see and kind of follow, um, you know, who who's winning those categories. So, before we get started, there's always, and and I know this year that the finalists are going to get named. They're going to be announced. There's always some complaining. Well, you forgot this person. You forgot this person. Listen, you didn't forget anybody. <laughs> Everybody had a chance to nominate. I nominated people in several categories, and so fans truly, you had you had your chance to nominate your favorite. So let's jump right in. Let's talk about these nominees for referee of the year.
1: And you know, it's exactly as you said, we we tried to eliminate as many of the complaints as we've had in the past in terms of inclusion or, you know, you snub so and so. People, I'm sorry if you got snubbed this year, it's on y'all. But right. <laughs> but for referee of the year, um, we're gonna run through the list here and I don't want anybody to think that there's a an order to this other than alphabetical. They're ordered alphabetically here. So when we read them off, nothing other than that in terms of a ranking. We had Luke Adams, Jesse Chapman, Jared Fritz, Bobby Gardner, Brian Myers, M.J. Valiant, Chris Wiggins, and Ryan Zudanyi, which people, of course, know as Red Redbeard Warbeard.
0: Right. Uh, so on that list, you've got former winner Jared Fritz, who his year got his well, just like about everybody's year, his year got cut short, and that's that's another thing is. There's going to be nominees on here who didn't have a whole lot of matches. They don't. Their body of work for 2020 is is not very good. And so, in some some ways, you got to look at quantity, and other ways, you got to look at uh, quantity. Um, Let me just. uh, So, here's a name that jumps out. This is a young man that that I nominated, uh, Luke Adams. He's been refereeing uh, several years. If there was – if there were a category for most improved referee, Luke Adams would – he? I mean, he just took a jump this year, in my opinion, uh, and, and just did a great job. But what are, what are your, your – anybody that jumps out to you on this list?
1: Well, as you said, Luke has come a long way in a short period of time. Uh, First encountered him a couple of years ago at a WrestleForce event and have been paying attention to him ever since then. Um, My, I would go ahead and say my personal favorite on this list would be Chris Wiggins. Um, He's a fellow that I've known for a long time. Of course, he at one point in time was, you know, an in-ring talent, transitioned into being a referee. Uh, Chris, and I've I've said this to him on a number of occasions, he did so much by virtue of his mannerisms and his ability to emote in the ring. His calls are you know stiff and whatnot. It really adds a lot to the matches. So he he would be my pick out
0: of his crew here. I I had I gained a whole new appreciation for Chris when I started filming some shows ringside, and you can actually hear, you know, he he says things. I mean that are he'll say things like if the guy's getting beat on, he'll say, come on, man, cover yourself, protect yourself, protect your.'" And it's like, almost like a UFC fight, but it's like, it just adds so much. Like he, he brings an, uh, um, an aura of, um, I mean, realism for lack of a better term, you know? Um, Absolutely. uh, So yeah, there's um, yeah. Chris, Chris is, Chris is great. Again, we talked about this before we started recording. There's a lot of, Fans, there's a lot of people on these lists we've never seen before. We, we have no clue about it. So we're going to have more to say about the people we know uh, than others. So fans, you're going to have a choice there to, uh, to vote for referee of the year. Let's talk about ring announcer of the year. Who we got for that?
1: Ring announcer, we got some familiar names and some up-and-coming names in here as well. Uh, C.J. Bentley, Big Daddy J, Charisma. Who people also know her as Nadia Hunter. Uh, Elliot Poston, Brett Wolverton, Philip Rollins, Jonathan Darwin, Tim Blaze, and Alex Bryant. So you mentioned uh, Charisma. Any idea where she does her ring announcing? She um, is one of these the talents that have been sort of bridging between Western North Carolina and East Tennessee and doing some things in that part of the world. She is familiar with... Um, Star pro wrestling in terms of being up there around Greensboro and whatnot. I right. think she's done some stuff for, um, uh, Oh goodness. What's the other promotion up around there? It's a, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here, but she's, um, you know, in that region that again, it was a, a part of the territory that we had not really covered in years past. So she was one of the ones who suddenly popped up on the radar this year and a uh, very talented young lady. She's got some really great pipes on her. So yeah. Really yeah. glad to have her running this year.
0: Now, uh, C.J. Bentley, he's with NAWA? Correct. So, somebody you're, you're very familiar with. We, you know, see his interviews and see his work uh, weekly on the NAWA uh, Facebook show or, or YouTube show, wherever you watch it. Lots of great names, a- including, uh, really, if you were going to name the award after somebody, it would be the Brett Wolverton <laughs> Award. Uh, no, and, you know, he kind of dropped off last year, but it's good to see his name back well, on
1: Britt, Britt didn't tell me he didn't want to compete this year, so we included him so last year. He kind of took a break, but uh, he's back this year.
0: Um, one exciting thing, and, and I noticed this in the referee category too, a lot of newcomers, a lot of people that have only been in the business a couple of years, and that, that's very exciting to see.
1: It is, and, you know, th- there's always that fear that at some point in time, especially with what we've encountered this year, to where there's going to be suddenly a drought, in terms of depth of talent and i think we've kind of exposed this year that if you dig a little bit it is there um you might have to again go looking for it but once again that uh, it is it is there in the carolinas in terms of being a cupboard of talent it's still pretty well stocked right now
0: right 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 well again a great list of names uh and again good to see um good to see some people getting there do i thought uh I thought Elliot Poston, you know, he does ring announcer for Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I meant to nominate him last year. Sorry, Elliot. I like just totally that didn't happen last year, but he does a good job. Uh, Bam, Philip Robbins. I mean, all these people just really, really good. And again, unfortunately, it's not, if you're a ring announcer for a show, if they're not doing shows, you're not ring announcing. And most there's there's fewer and fewer guys like Brett who are doing ring announcing for multiple promotions,
1: right? And you you have to the tendency to where I'll say promoters use this as an opportunity to kind of cut corners to where they say okay, well we're not going to bring in a Bret Wolverton, we're just going to say okay, sound guy, you've got a decent voice, you do the announcing from back behind the curtain or whatnot. Right. Right. So it's it's one of those areas where it's an appreciable part of the show. But unfortunately, it does also lend itself to being a,
0: a sort of bat-trimming opportunity there as well. Well, if there were an award for somebody who's had to run the sound, ring announce, and do the commentary for a show, I would nominate myself. <laughs> that, you don't ever want to do all those at the same time. I hear you. So, all right, let's talk about uh, Manager of the Year. Some great names on this one. And this is, you know, we always
1: in years past in dealing with the panel, we always say, okay, well, do we need to take a look at the categories and maybe knock one off? Because there's always seemingly one or two that don't have enough to go around. Um, But again, this year, by virtue of the public nominations process, uh, we found a lot. So we have Ryan Adler, Stephen Fry, Bob Keller, Scene Nick, Percy Prescott, Sammy Ray, I Am Righteous. And Stevie Stevens.
0: Now on that list, you know, if you look at all of the nominees, Ryan Adler might be the name of all of these that he could also be up for manager of the year in Georgia, possibly. He could possibly be a finalist for that. Um, does a lot with Wrestle America and and places, but you know, basically manages his his brother Drew Adler down at PCW. Bob Keller is a name everybody knows. Stephen Fry name everybody knows. Uh, Sammy Ray, who's out with an injury right now, tore ACL. So hope to see her back. Uh, um, see Nick, I know has done a lot of stuff in Georgia and in Tennessee. Uh, 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 any? Can you give us a scouting report on any of these other folks?
1: Um, you pretty well hit most of them. there. Ivan M. righteous or I am righteous. I always want to call back Ivan, but, um, he's been really pumped up by virtue of association with the new age villains. Um, so he's been doing a lot of good things this year. You know, you mentioned the fact that she's injured right now, but in watching Sammy Ray as you know, the personal, uh, charge of uh, PJ Ellis there, some of the things they were doing in PCW in particular, really was super entertaining you know and that's something i've i said to you in posts and whatnot on our facebook group there is is someone entertaining in terms of looking at these things and she and pj definitely were because they had that kind of coy you know villainous aspect to them where they were trying to get over in terms of you know skillfully taking charge of a match and whatnot so they were doing some fantastic things um I'm a fan of Adler's. Um, it's just one of those things where he's got that old school, you know, snidely little manager look to him. and It's just the right. fact that he's, you know, a smaller frame guy and whatnot. He has that, you know, snidely whiplash kind of look to him and what have you, but there uh, are you know, a lot of good names on here. And uh, I, again, it's one of those things where the more we looked into it, the more we realized just how much talent there was
0: out there. Right. Let's talk about, uh, this, was, this is a category that's only a couple of years old, and that is uh, Fire of the Carolinas. And uh, kind of tell everybody what the genesis of this award was.
1: Well, the Fire of the Carolinas came about by virtue of really needing to split our other category, which was our Rising Star category, in two. We had so many uh, names being brought up for uh, Rising Star that we said, well, you know what, there's probably an opportunity to name like a breakout star here that would be its own candidate or its own category. And we could still have rising star to recognize not necessarily a rookie of the year, but somebody who's maybe got uh, five years or less in the business. So fire of the Carolinas, yeah, I've, I've, I've referred to this and some people have given me a little bit of flack for it, but fire of the Carolinas is our mid card belt. If you want to call it that yeah. it's our inter, it's our intercontinental title in other words. Um, but these are guys who are up and coming who are uh, potentially having a big breakout year and on the cusp of being considered for something
0: like wrestler of the year. Yeah. And some uh, very familiar names uh, on here. Um, good to see, and again, good to see some new people. Um, getting well, right, opportunities. I, I stopped short. I'll go ahead and read through them here while we've
1: got an opportunity. Uh, we had Josh Cutshaw, Mickey Fulp, James Johnson, Rob Kiljoy, Zuka King, Owen Knight, Mook, the BTSG, Chance Riser, Johnny Ryder, Patrick Scott, and the White Claw Outlaws. And I know that we, um, you know, we mentioned that this should be top eight, but again, by virtue of the math, sometimes you have an eighth position where you have ties in there and there's no way of realistically eliminating
0: someone. So you, you have to include all of them in there, but uh, still a great group though. Andy, can you give us a scouting report Uh of- The the couple that I'm not familiar with is uh, Mook, the BTSG. Any idea what that stands for? Uh, Not sure
1: what BTSG stands for, but the uh, scouting report I have on him is that he is involved with urban combat wrestling from up around the Asheville area. Done some other things, again, up in the western part of North Carolina. Um, Same with the White Claw Outlaws. That was a name that I knew from... um, paying attention to School of Morton broadcasts in the Tennessee area and what have you. But they've done a couple of things, again, started to kind of uh, matriculate over into North Carolina there by virtue of the promotions that were running private events and whatnot this year during the uh, pandemic. Um, so other names people might not be familiar with in there. Mickey Fulp, uh, he is from the opposite coast there on the eastern side of North Carolina with uh, PWF and other promotions on that side of things starting to come back this way towards the Midlands and whatnot of Carolinas though. Um, The rest of these are pretty familiar names. I would say Johnny Ryder is a guy again, uh, I hate to toot our hometown boy there in terms of him being associated with the NAWA, but he's one who really has gotten a lot of opportunities to show that uh, he's kind of that James Drake type Mm. where he doesn't necessarily look like, you know, a Corvette sitting there, but he's got the engine inside of him of that Corvette. So um, Johnny's impressed a lot of people this year.
0: Uh, A name uh, that I really like to see on this list. I mean, of all the awards, this is a name I really like to see as a finalist, a young man who, man, has just really put in the work the last three or four years and is, and is really starting to get his due. And that is Zuka King. Had a really long run as the APW champion. I mean, really was the headliner in APW Chester for over a year. Got an opportunity with the AML uh, Rising Stars uh, tournament, and uh, just somebody who has improved and improved and branched out and and basically wrestles anywhere a car can get him and a plane. I mean, he has really wrestled a lot of places, Uh, and so man, it's it's exciting for me to see Zuka King as a finalist uh, in these awards.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. He's you know, he's a young man who's done things the right way. He has, you know, been trained by a lot of good people. He's had a lot of good hands on his career in terms of his development. And you know, if you watch him in the ring, he he's one of those who knows how to take his time, mm. paces things, doesn't rush into it and allows the moment to really sizzle in there. So I like uh,
0: I like what he's doing. Even when Zuka and again, be being a ringside cameraman a lot, you just you see a lot of things. Even when he's just out there in somebody's corner, he adds so much to the match.
1: His ability to, you know, he's got that gift of gab to where he yes. can get out there and jaw with the crowd and really generate a lot of heat. And it's just great to see that, you know, because as a you know a fan and as an observer, you want to see that interaction to where somebody gets out there and just you know gives it their all, and he definitely does that.
0: Yeah, let's move on to uh, feud of the year. Again, a lot of a lot of good nominees here.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff, um, you know, it's one of those things where if you look at this past year and you think, well, was there really time to develop views? And right. the answer is yes, there was. Um, but there's a couple of ones on here we'll have to probably explain, especially one in particular. But, again, you know, we're talking about by virtue of the nominations process. Right. It made it in here. So we had the B-Town Boys versus Big Money Inc. from American Lucha Wrestling. George South versus C.W. Anderson from AML Wrestling. Big Donnie versus James Brody at NAWA. Fluffman versus Owen Knight at Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Jesse Barton versus Josh Cutshaw at Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Austin Jordan versus Randy Wayne at Pro Wrestling Union. Uh, Then we had B-Nasty or Benny Littrell versus Warbeard from Ryan Zudani. That was kind of one of those tongue-in-cheek things that went on behind the scenes. And then we had enough to really consider this independent pro wrestling versus COVID-19.
0: Oh, man, that uh, – <laughs> I might have to really think hard because um, that might get my vote. So, a lot of good nominees on here. The If there, if the, the you know, one of the things that we lack in independent rest a lot of times, especially in this region, is the hype videos. And the Big Donnie James Brody feud was absolutely 100% enhanced – by the hype videos Michael Elliott came up with, by the commentary you guys had, it culminated in, what was the name of the match they did? It was, I mean, it was like the last. Album. It was the last battle of Burke.
1: Um, folks, if you haven't seen it, and I, I hate to toot my own horn here, but uh, as you said, I, I can't really toot my own horn. This was really, you know, just a culmination of what those two did in the ring and also what Michael did, uh, Michael Elliott, of course, being the producer behind a lot of these things, um, what he did with the editing of putting these stories together um, really, something else to see these two men go at it tooth and nail and culminating with that um, brawl there, which was a no ring cage match on a concrete floor with weapons and there was a trailer like involved somebody, with it. It looked like
0: somebody's lawnmower shed.
1: It basically, I think this was behind one of the um, venues that they've used to tape the NAWA programs in the past. It was just a you know, a dirty concrete floor and they were biting or fighting tooth and nail bleeding all over the place. But, uh, they had a tremendous battle there. Um, uh, one other thing I want to highlight, well, we could talk about several of these actually, but in looking at one of these in particular, um, Jesse Barton versus Josh Cutshaw. Uh, Cutshall is a name that people are familiar with because he's been around, uh, quite a bit, got a lot of uh, good things happening this year, but really want to point out Jesse Barton, uh, Jesse is a young man who's really impressed me. Uh, He's got a heck of an athletic uh, streak up his side there, has sort of a martial arts style to what he does there, got a great attitude in terms of what he presents in the ring. Um, I look for good things for him to come in the very near future. So he's just somebody I wanted to highlight there in particular. Um, Austin Jordan and Randy Wayne, another great series there as well in terms of the stories they told too.
0: Yeah, one cool thing is, you know, you know, the Fluffman Owen Knight feud built around that Soda City Championship in PCW. Uh Jesse Barton and Cutshaw was just about hate and and animosity. Uh, you know, the really the thing, you know, one of the reasons I thought the Austin awesome Jordan Randy Wayne, uh even though they only had a, a short series of matches, but when a guy tries to hang you with a bull rope, uh, that elevates things. Pretty pretty quick, and uh, I cannot wait for whenever Austin Jordan gets another shot at Randy Wayne. That's the that's the thing is that has the potential, and the same thing with Barton and Cutshaw. Those feuds aren't over yet. Exactly. they're going to carry over into this year, so we could see that some of these nominees pop up again.
1: That's you know that's actually the case with. Um, because there was some question about this with George South and CW Anderson. That began in 2019, but it matriculated over into 2020, uh, just by virtue of them having enough uh, left uh, in the tank there to continue that feud. So um, it would have continued on even more than it did this year. But uh, North Carolina, of course, being forced to shut down as they did,
0: it's uh, just unfortunately fallen by the wayside. So one of the... I mean, I guess we'll say elephants in the room a lot of times with these awards, and it's nobody's fault, there's always a lot of complaining, well, it's it's PWX heavy or it's AML heavy. Listen, they didn't run shows the second half of the year. And, again, it, it, these award man, the, you you mentioned somebody from the East Coast of North Carolina to the West Coast of North Carolina. I mean, these awards just – I mean, every area of the Carolinas is represented this year, and I think that's really, really – I think that's phenomenal, man. It's a testament to your work and what you've done over the last couple of years.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Heath. And you know, there, there's been a lot of growing pains in trying to, I won't say get this process right, but at least in terms of trying to perfect what we do. Um, You know, we've, we've always tried to be as inclusive as possible in working with the panel in the past, but um, maybe this is finally shed some light on what we really need to be doing here. Um, But as you said, things typically, you know, they, tended to gravitate towards the bigger promotions. But um, this year, as you said, we've got exposure from all corners of the place, and that's a great thing because I don't have a problem watching wrestling. I will watch wrestling by any day of the week.
0: So uh, to be able to see more is a great thing. So before we get into these last um, these last four categories, uh, let me say this. If you are a wrestler listening to this, and listen, again, we haven't been shy about it. There have been some of these nominees we have not heard of. Uh, there's this thing called Facebook and you can share your stuff <laughs> and you might say, well, we're not videoing our shows. What are you doing then? What are you doing? Exactly. There? Uh, Excalibur, uh, is a new promotion. They just had their first show up in, uh, Lincolnton at the sea dome up there in Lincolnton. And, uh, they, uh, said they posted the show in the group, send us results, send results in. so at the end of 2021, I can look on here and, And I can say, okay, this guy wrestled 42 matches at these four promotions. Or, hey, this person only worked three matches all year. They probably don't need to be nominated for an award. Send results. Post your videos. uh, Get the word out there. And don't put, you know, there's 19. Let me get on my soapbox. There's 19 Carolina wrestling groups, okay? There's only one that gives out the CPWAs, and that's the Carolina's Professional (laughs) Wrestling Award groups. Post your stuff in there. Plus half the other Carolina groups is stuff from Georgia, New Jersey, Tennessee. So rant over. I'll get off my soapbox.
1: <laughs> it's the truth though, because you know I've said this to a couple people here within the past year, if you're not recording your material in 2020 with cell phones and everything else that's got a camera attached right. to it, there's no reason for you to be involved in the business in my opinion, because if you are not, you know, at least taking the opportunity to do film study, to watch your own stuff and say, hey, I needed to tighten up here, there, and whatever else. There's all kind of learning opportunities, and you're missing that by not recording things. Um, so you definitely need to, if you're not doing it already, get you a cheap little camera, put your cell phone on a stand, do something to record yeah. your matches and your content, because it'll be worth something at some point in time.
0: Right. Well, it used to be in South Carolina with the Athletic Commission – you had to record your show. Exactly. You had to
1: turn the tape. Uh,
0: so that's not the case anymore. Um, hey, let's let's talk about Rising Star of the Year, uh, another category I'm very excited for.
1: This, you know, this may be my favorite category of any of them because it shows, again, the depth of talent we have here and the fact that we've got a pretty full cupboard as it stands. Um, had a lot of good talent in here this year, especially. We'll start off with Jacob Armachain. P.J. Ellis, Fluffman, Drew Hood, Zuka King, T.G.A.
0: Moss, Chris Phoenix, and Chris Vallow. Uh, Man, some, some great young names on there. Now, and now, some of these guys, they're getting ready to uh, age out. I mean, because Rise and Star of the Year is for how many years in wrestling? Five years or less. So I know like Zuka King's right at that level. I mean, again, I already kind of shared how I felt about Zuka King. Uh Fluff Man, very new in uh, very new in wrestling. Fluffman's one of those guys, and I think it was his second, his second show at PCW. He won the Palmetto Classic. And ever since then, he's just had a rocket strapped to him there in PCW and other places. PJ Ellis, you mentioned Sammy Ray. Uh, I tell you, a young man. Uh, that that I've had my eye on is Jacob Armachain. Uh, he's also known as Little City. I guess I'm breaking kayfabe there uh, in uh, HWA in North Carolina. But I have been – he is a young man. I And I'm not just speaking of his in-ring work. His attitude and demeanor behind the scenes uh, have really, really impressed me and a lot of other people. And because of that, he he's just scratching the surface. And the opportunities he's going to get in 2021 are going to be incredible. Uh, what are some names that jump out at you on this list? Well, the
1: stuff you point out about Jacob, you know, that's the kind of thing you can't teach. Right. So the fact that he has that is going to help him by leaps and bounds as he continues to progress. Uh, the two in this category, you know, we've already talked about Zuka King there, but the two others that um, are – well, I should say three. I could almost say all eight here, but because they're all guys that I've enjoyed watching this past year, um, I'll say the dog would say the three that I really look at right now as being the next ones to step up will be Drew Hood, TGA Moss, and Chris Vallo. I think they all have a tremendous opportunity to really start to show themselves in 2021.
0: Yeah, I think, um, especially in the case of Vallo. He is starting to work so many different places, so many different people, and I mean, the more reps you get in the ring, the better, uh, the better you're going to get. And so I, I see him to continue and improve. Uh, T.J. Moss, uh, who is in the upcoming X16 here in a couple of weeks, uh, he's he's made some good connections. He's got friends in the right places, and um. I You know, I, I think, again, the sky's the limit for, for him and for all these guys. I mean, it's good to see them um, all getting recognized here.
1: Yeah, you know, you talk about uh, T.J. Moss. He had been on a number of the uh, PWX Pure shows in the past there. And the fact that he's going to be included on the PWX annual tournament there, the X-16 tournament here in about two weeks' time, if I remember correctly, uh, that, that could be a coming-up party for him there.
0: Right. Now, are you going to that?
1: Planning on it, yes, sir. So long as nothing weird happens between yeah. here and there.
0: Yes, I have. I have my tickets for that, and uh, I'm excited to go to a show where that's in a big building and can socially distance and all that good stuff.
1: And I don't have to drive all the way to Rock, or excuse me, to North Carolina. It's in Rock Hill.
0: Right, right. <laughs> hey, that's another. I mean, I mean, that's kind of a sidebar here. You know, a lot of these North Carolina promotions, you you've really you really got two choices. You can either actually you got three choices. You can come to South Carolina and, and run there. Uh, you can not run at all, or you can, I don't know the word. You can run in risky buildings and, uh, so, so all three of those options have been chosen by people. So I'm, I'm excited for PWX to be in South Carolina. Um, I think that's good. I think that could you know, you know, get them uh, enlarging their fan base and and do some good things. Uh, let's talk about the tag team of the year. Who we got on that?
1: Tag team of the year. You know, we we always love tag team wrestling here in the Carolinas, and we still have uh, a lot of great uh, teams here to work with. Uh, we'll start off by looking at All Worm No Soul, the Dawson Brothers, the Gymnasty Boys, the Heat Seekers the Heart Killers, New Age Villains, Step Brothers, and the Wrestling Prodigies.
0: So this will tell you how good uh, one of the teams on there, the Heat Seekers, they only wrestled two or three shows in the Carolinas this year. But they're that good. They're one of those situations where you look at the quality over the quantity. Um, but really some good names here. Can you give us uh, – again, there's a couple of here that I hadn't heard of, Heart, Killer, uh, Heart Killers, New Age Villains, Step Brothers, Wrestling Pro- Pro- Prodigies. You mentioned the New Age Villains were manage- – they're managers and up for managers. What do you know about the New Age Villains?
1: The New Age Villains, a couple of young guys who have really, you know, again, worked in a lot of different places um, all over the Carolinas. Uh, you're talking about Nathan Cross and Ryan Riley. Uh, two guys who are young, brash, ready to get out there and truly live up to the name of new age villains there and what they're all about in the ring. Um, have really gotten a lot of attention here um, by virtue of, you know, again, being around everywhere. And uh, some of the other ones that you were talking about here as well, the uh, Step Brothers, that's a combination of guys that have been in some different spots here and there, but that's James Ryan and Chance Riser. Okay. Uh, the, the, the heart killers are um, Chris Vallow and Tommy Django, which they, again, have been one of those uh, groups there. But, you know, again, we're talking about Chris Vallow, a guy who's been in a lot of different places. Yeah. But it's one of those groups that's been bridging the gap between East Tennessee and West North Carolina and how they've really been working up in that part of the world. Um, saw Django at the last OSCW event as a lumberjack in one of the matches there. So he apparently is now available to work in South Carolina as well. So those two awesome. could, you know, start to come down here and with that particular tag team, um, all worm, no soul. You weren't, you won't find a more red meat, baby face team. That's right. I don't think in, anywhere at right. this point in time, um, I really felt terrible for Brady Collins when he, you know, had the situation with his tooth there, oh, um, but, but it, terrible injury to have happened in the middle of a match like that. But, at the same time, able to overcome it, and uh, he's a tough kid. I've known him for a
0: while. Let me tell you, I uh, – two. let me tell you two quick Brady comments stories. Number one, I watched the video of that. He didn't even flinch when he no. got hit. He just – He just takes it. He doesn't reach up and fill his mouth. He just kind of goes along with it. Um, but, you know, Brady, a couple of years ago, had had torn – he tore his meniscus on a Friday night at a show came to Palmetto and wrestled and he wrestled Drew Adler they it was it's one of the my favorite matches I've ever filmed because the whole match was built around okay you're getting ready to have surgery we're going to make it look like you're really out I mean he really was out with the injury but it was it just showed the fact that Brady shows up with a torn meniscus and works the match. And, and it was just a great match. And you can watch that on the SOS custom network. Uh, there you go. Uh, so yeah, some great, some great tag teams there. Well, let's move on to the big two female wrestler of the year and wrestler of the year. Uh, who, wh- who are our finalists for female wrestler of the year? Well, I want to start off by saying, you know, folks
1: um, who are out there as promoters and whatnot, you want to add some diversity to your show. Look at female talent. that are in the area. Don't, Pretend that they're not good female talents in this part of the world because there are, and you can add them to your show and you can have that one extra level in terms of being not just, you know, pairs of guys going out there and trying to beat each other up all the time. It can be, you know, you can have a ladies match, you can have some comedy, you can have hardcore, or whatever, you know, make it a diverse show that really gives people their money's worth. But uh, you can do that by looking at this list and picking this whole group here, if you wanted to, but we'll start off by looking at this crew here with the dream girl, Ellie, Ella Envy, Savannah Evans, Caitlin Marie, Sadie Lee Moss, Selena Rose, Broken Roxy, and Samantha Starr.
0: Now of all the categories, this is the one that had the most people that I was not familiar with. Savannah Evans Everybody's familiar with her, her and Ellie both have done AEW dark work. Savannah Evans, the defending winner from last year. Uh, so as long as you got this category and she's not signed to a contract somewhere, she's going to be on this list. Um, can you, can you walk us through some of these, uh, some of these other folks?
1: Yeah, you have a number of up and coming talents here who are starting to get a lot of attention. Um, Ella Envy and Caitlin Marie were two that really just sort of popped up this year and have gotten a lot of attention for having, you know, you really could have had them considered for feud of the year because they've had a number of matches going back and forth with each other at a number of different promotions in the Carolinas. Um, Both very talented young ladies. Uh, Sadie Lee Moss, the presentation she has of being like the, you know, in some cases the caring mom, but then also the kind of, uh, evil stepmom, almost, you know, and bring cookies to the ring and whatnot. She's really something to see there and very entertaining. Uh, S- Samantha Starr, of course, is the daughter of Baby Doll, there, a yeah. second or third generation star, um, very talented young lady. And uh, Selena Rose, she again is in that same vein as like Caitlin Marie and Ella Envy, in that she's an up and coming talent, uh, making a lot of waves there. Um, just, you know, again, a lot of really incredibly talented people on this list here. And there's going to be more, I think, coming by virtue of the success that these ladies will have in the future. Uh, or at least that's my hope anyway, because uh, ladies wrestling, it it, it has a, a place and it definitely deserves to be highlighted.
0: Yeah. Ellie is, is somebody, um, seen her a lot in Georgia. I mean, her and uh, Blanco Loco travel everywhere, Tennessee and Carolinas, they wrestle in Florida. That's where they're out of. <laughs> but it's good to see her. I mean, she has steadily improved, and Ellie, Ellie and Savannah, in particular, Savannah Evans, have both been in situations where there wasn't female talent, so they've had to wrestle in um, intergender matches, and in most cases, have more than held their own. And so, again, it's it's nice to see some of these ladies kind of get their their just due and 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 become finalists for this.
1: It is, um, you know, Savannah, she's gotten just more and more better every year here, seemingly. And uh, Ellie, she is another just tremendous talent in terms of being able to have those intergender matches and stand with the men that she's, you know, uh, sort of across the ring from there. Uh, You see her in those tag team matches with the Blanco Loco and whatnot. Uh, Like you were were talking to her a minute ago about the tag team match with them and all warm, no soul. She's just as aggressive as any of the men Mm. in terms of her style of offense. So it's uh it's awesome to see them compete in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to uh, kind of the big one, the main event Um, wrestler of the year. We have seen men win this wrest win this award and then move on to bigger, better things. I think of Cedric Alexander, who it's taken him several years, but he's really starting. It seems like he's found his sweet spot. Uh, in WWE, uh, who are our nominees for Wrestler of the Year?
1: You know, by virtue of what you were saying there, I'll go ahead and say that the Hurt Business is one of my favorite things in WWE right now. And it's not just because of the fact that we've got two Carolina boys in there between Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, but it's, a, it's about as close as you're going to see to the Four Horsemen anyway at this point in time. But uh, it's great to see somebody like Cedric having that sort of uh, success right now. But then highlighting the guys for the Wrestler of the Year category this year, we've got Drew Adler, Ethan Case, J.D. Drake, James Johnson, Austin Jordan, LeBron Cozon, Timmy Lou Retton, Chance Riser, Patrick Scott,
0: and Franco Varga. Man, just a, a really diverse list as far as um look size experience places they've wrestled lots of different lots of different areas um represented here um most of these guys don't need any introduction um anybody who anybody that just jumps out to you on this list
1: well i tell you if you want to Sort of get my take on somebody who had a breakout year in terms of going from being a specialist of tag team wrestling to singles. Um, Timmy Lee Retton, yeah. uh, the the man, has done tremendous work in terms of honing his physique, and in I don't want to say breaking away from the Gymnasty Boys because they certainly still do, you know that uh, in terms of he and White and Mike being a tag team there, but uh, Timmy Lou's done tremendous things this year. Um, the influence of somebody like Ethan Case and J.D. Drake will you know, permeate the entirety of the Carolinas for years to come. Um, you can't not talk about somebody like um, LeBron Cozon in that same vein because in training guys at Firestar Pro Wrestling, you know, he's got a hand in a lot of young talents there. Um, Patrick Scott, he might be the most, I would say, TV-ready guy of anybody we have around this part of the world. He and Drew Adler might be one A and one B in terms of that uh, particular description. Um, but then you've got somebody like Austin Jordan, who is just a tremendous hand. who's as consistent as can be and has maybe had within the past two years, I'd say one of the most unique careers by virtue of, you know, having been on raw you know, as the, the lawyer there in the segment between Ilana and, uh, um, I want to I want to call him Miro now, but uh, yeah. But uh, then you know also the the opportunity here recently being in the music video with Sting. Yeah, I said to somebody here that I work with, oh, you know, a guy that you know is part of the wrestling scene around here. He was in a, a music video with Sting, and they said, oh, I didn't know Sting was making new music. And that's where you know someone's not a wrestling fan, right? So, <laughs> uh, but again, you know just a sort of a murderer's road list here in terms of the talent that we've got here represented this year and it's a it's a great crew for sure
0: I really think you know Timmy Lou really only broke out in singles second half of the year, so I look if you I look for him to be on this list again perhaps at the end of twenty one like I think he's just getting started as a singles competitor uh, i'm gonna do another i'm gonna do a video with my Austin Jordan, you know, the 10 reasons Austin Jordan should be the wrestler of the year. So I won't do that here. But spoiler alert, that's who I'm voting for, and and I'll give reasons for that. But there's been so many deserving guys on this list. You mentioned uh, Drew Adler just keeps getting better and better. I mean, one of the reasons I'm voting Austin Jordan for wrestler of the year is the matches he had with Drew Adler. Like, they've got unfinished business there in – in battle zone. They had some really good matches. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, J.D. Drake, that's a name we've seen before. It, you got James Johnson, Chance Riser, Patrick Scott, three young guys um, who are j- – they're just getting started in here. So I'm interested to see how this turns out and, and who's our wrestler of the year. Uh, and you,
1: you know, you got a big bruiser in there as well in terms of Franco Varga, a guy who, again, comes from the um, sort of Burlington and western North Carolina part of the world there. Chance Riser, you know, a lot of people, I I think a lot of people don't know how to digest him in terms of what he is doing. Because with the millennial thing there and whatnot, you know, he's got that kind of annoying villain aspect to him. But if you watch Chance, you know, he's got the pacing. If you look at him in terms of his technical aspects, the pacing, the footwork, you know, it's all there in terms of what he needs. And the persona and attitude and whatnot, it's really something else. But then you have the fact that now he, Patrick Moss, or excuse me, Patrick Scott, um, Donnie Ray, and Mason Miles have kind of come together to form this group that they're calling the King's Gate. That's something I'm really going to pay attention to in 2021 because that's a that's a crew you're going to have to really deal with here, I believe.
0: Yeah, um, Chance Reiser is one of those guys. To me, you got to see him live to really appreciate because so much of what he does is. The little things he says to the ref you can't necessarily hear on camera. You know when he talks about, yeah, you know, okay, ref, give me my safe space over here. It's just there's so many little. Again, uh, you, when you run a ringside camera, you you hear and you see so many different things. Uh, some you know, I you know, some very talented guys here. And again, you know, for these ones who are listed, there there are probably others listed who could have easily been finalists. But I, I think I think the fans did pretty good. Well,
1: well, let me tell you, just by virtue, I've got my notes here with me. Uh, You talk about the number of people and the opportunity that was expressed here. We had, for the rest of the year category alone, there were 58 unique talents mentioned in the nominations thread. 58. Now, you know, I, I will say this, you know, you get on the soapbox here and say some of this was, you know, people nominating their friends and what have you. But at the same time, I would like to think that those 58 all did something that was appreciable within the past year. I would like to think that you know, people actually did their due diligence in saying, okay, he deserved to be on that spot. So, but yeah, 58 in that one category alone.
0: What does it mean if uh, your friend didn't nominate? I mean, like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Is it really your friend then? I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of the things you have to question there. Listen, I I was I nominated Austin Jordan. That's who I'm voting for wrestler of the year. Again, I got lots of reasons for that. Um, and again, it's it's not just based on my relationship with him. You know, as I go through and I think about who I'm voting for each of these, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to find matches. And that again, I'll repeat it, promotions, wrestlers, hello. Put that stuff out there. We don't – you know, we got to be able to find it. You know, how do I – I really don't want to vote for somebody, and I'm not going to vote for anybody that I didn't see any of their matches. Yep. So – and I know I'm not the only person like that. So you got to get your stuff out there. You got to get it in front of people. But now is the time. Uh, tell everybody again, well, any any final thoughts on Wrestle of the Year or, or any soapbox thoughts you've got. You
1: know, just the the point – Cannot be stated enough what you were saying there earlier about, you know, recording your own content. You know, YouTube channels are free. They're not going to cost you a dime. Cameras are cheap. You can have one on your cell phone right now that you're probably staring at listening to this podcast. Um, There are all kinds of opportunities to retain the content you're creating. And it's not just things like promos. It's not just vignettes. That's actually your in-ring work and whatnot. Record that stuff. You're either going to want to show it to your grandkids or you're going to want to show it to somebody who's potentially voting in something like this, you know, so the people can see what you're all about there. Take advantage of digital opportunities these days. And also if you do not have a promo picture of yourself readily available and potentially on your Facebook site, your Twitter feed, whatever. And you know, I'll say this, take maybe the worst one of the bunch and put it as your Facebook profile or whatnot, or somewhere on there. And save all the rest that you take for the eight by tens. You're going to sell at your eight, at your gimmick table. Not, I'm not telling people to lose money by any stretch of the imagination there, but it's just one of those things where, in terms of you know trying to prep graphics and look at these things, I spent way too much time this year <laughs> in trying to gather enough graphics to you know make this thing presentable. But uh, really and truly, it's uh, been a with all the adversity that we've encountered, it's still been a really fun year. We've yeah. had stuff going on. Uh, we've had to maybe look for it more than we would typically. We've had to consume it in ways that we wouldn't typically in terms of watching it on YouTube or on Facebook or whatnot. But wrestling is still there. Wrestling's still alive. And we're glad to celebrate independent wrestling with the CPWAs.
0: Yeah. Tell everybody again, win the voting. Um I'm going to go ahead. We're recording this Sunday, January 3rd. This podcast is getting – I'm going to edit it and release it tonight. But tell everybody what time frame they've got to vote and decide who the winner is. You can join us at the Facebook group page of the – or just the Facebook
1: group, I should say, of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. Just go to the search bar there. Type in Carolina's Professional Wrestling Awards, and you'll find us. Uh, You can join up, and we will be glad to have your vote here as we get ready to kick off things tomorrow. Um, We will run for one week, seven full days there in terms of voting. And as long as there are no ties, we'll pretty well know who the winners are instantly, as you said there earlier,
0: when we close things up next Monday. So, wrestling fans, you have a chance to make your voice heard, and tell all your friends, I, I noticed the group is inching towards 2,000 people. Would love to get that up over 2,000 during uh, this whole uh, process. And, again, if you're listening to this, if you are a wrestler, okay, uh, let me just be very blunt. Sometimes the promoters aren't good about sending in reports. They don't. I, I wish South Carolina were where it was where Georgia was as far as reports and things like that. Uh, wrestlers, send in results of your show. I would love to be sitting here. I would love to sit down with Redbird next year when we do this. And I would love to look at finals for the rest of the year. And I would love for us to have in front of us their records, everywhere they wrestled. I would love to have all that. We just don't. And I'm not going to take the blame for that. You got to send us that stuff. And so you got to promote, promote, promote yourself. And uh, it's been a tough year. Kudos to all of these finalists. Again, some new names we had not heard of. So, I mean, you got to use this. If you if you made one of these lists, you got to use that to propel yourself to greatness. Uh, and I think, and I, I've said this uh, to our behind-the-scenes patrons, I think in 2021 we're going to see some Carolina talent get signed. And so there's going to be some spots open up for some people. And I'm anxious to see who who steps up. Any – predictions for 2021 oh goodness
1: I think it's like you said there there's probably one or two who maybe be on this list that might be bound for some type of opportunity there might be a couple that we've not mentioned who are bound for an opportunity somewhere because you know we've had in the past people like uh John Schuyler or a Caleb Conley or whoever who have now started to inch their way into that um so again if you take this as an opportunity to use it as a marketing scheme or whatnot. I'm more than happy to you know, give you whatever graphics we've created. Would love to have this be something you can use to promote yourself there. Um, if you're trying to take a next step somewhere, you know, people have said before, you know, this is one of those you know, criticisms that I've faced in terms of doing these awards year after year. Some people say, Oh, well, well, money's all that matters to me. It's all that I care about in terms of success or whatever. And you know, that's fine. But at the same time, we're trying to do this as a mechanism of positivity that will bring attention, not only to the individual talents, but to the region as a whole. And I I hope we're doing that still. Um, I still, you know, there've been occasions where I've questioned, you know, do we continue doing this or not? But then I have somebody come around and say, Hey, you, you doing the awards again this year? right? And it's just enough of a little spark there to say, yep, we're still doing some good work here. So we want to be able to celebrate as many talents as we can, and uh, keep the fire alive here in the Carolinas
0: for independent professional wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, again, go to Carolina's Professional Wrestling Awards. And uh, Robert, where can people go to connect on you? You know, you got a very popular YouTube channel where they can where they can see some of these matches you've recorded over the years. Absolutely,
1: I you know that's the again not to toot my own horn, but um, what I do with my wrestling or wrestling with Redbeard YouTube channel. Is just to try and uh, sort of curate these matches because I think in my head, well, how many times did Rip Flair and Ricky Steamboat have matches that nobody saw right. and nobody will will ever see again by virtue of just there, there being no cameras there? So that's you know that's what I try and do with that channel there and recording those matches and whatnot. And it's uh, on YouTube, Wrestling. That's R A S S I, oh excuse me, L I N with Redbeard. And you can see matches. I've got uh, some podcast stuff that I've done in the past there. Uh, all kinds of uh, content on that page. I'm on Facebook. Uh, just my um, actual name, Robert Truesdale. Um, got several different Twitter handles there, both for the CPWA's, Rasslin' Redbeard, and then also my actual personal account, which is Redbeard with a three instead of a an e for the second e there. Um, but really really just want to focus on sending people to that CPWA page there because you mentioned we're we're inching close to 2,000. Um, I think we'll probably eclipse 2,000 if we have the usual surge that we do in terms of interest when the polls open anyway. So uh, we'd love to have more people coming around there and putting more eyes on the talent that we're bringing to the forefront
0: here this year. So, well, it should be great. I'm excited to see – uh, who's going to win. And uh, again, hope this all, this process always puts a spotlight on Carolina's wrestling. And that's, that's a good, good thing. So Robert, man, thanks for, so you do, people do not understand the amount of time, work, energy, and resources you put in this, the money you put into this. So thank you so much for all your work to, to bring some attention to Carolina's uh, professional wrestling and uh, you are you are definitely underappreciated so just from from folks like me thank you for what you're doing and putting these together
1: well thank you Heath. that means a lot coming from somebody like you especially who has also done a tremendous amount of work in terms of uh producing content whether it be filming shows doing commentary your podcast efforts you know it's a great amount of work that you're involved with there as well and i certainly appreciate the opportunity to be on your program here. Folks, if you've if you've not considered joining the uh, the patrons that Keith has here. He's got a great group that he runs as well. Um just in terms of some good discussion and whatnot. It's all about professional wrestling. So if you haven't already definitely consider joining him there as well.
0: patreon.com slash double dropkick. Thank you, Robert. That was a good yes, sir. Hey, so I hope to see you in a couple of weeks in Rock Hill. Maybe, uh, maybe you can introduce me to some of the finer dining establishments around there. Sounds good to me. So he is Robert Truesdale, a.k.a. Redbeard. He's the curator of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. I'm Heath Mulligan. Thank you for listening. We want 2021 to be an even better year for wrestling in the Carolinas, and you can make that possible. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you soon.